Maybe there's no SD card in there. Oh, fucking fuck. It's because we just started and I was, I just was harried because I came straight from swimming. Okay. Well, it... I want to say something, but I don't no, know. just don't. You're exercising really good self control. I don't know what it is. No, just you're doing really well. We're all doing really well. Hello, and welcome to Memory Lane. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. Each week, we'll be taking a trip down Memory Lane with our very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos we'd be having a natter with them about, they're on the episode image and you can also see them a little bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane Podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. I'll have swam, cycled to the pool and and done a podcast before 10 o'clock. I feel like I've smashed life. I might wow. go back to bed. I think, I, I think you have smashed life. I should feel... Inadequate? Yeah, woefully. <laughs> uh, I love how low the bar is now in life. That you know, now just having been for a swim and done an intro for a podcast, and you're like, "Okay, guys, I'm going back to bed. I don't think I can do any better than this." Kerry's peaked. I've peaked. I've peaked by quarter to ten well, on a Wednesday. I haven't done anything. I just got out of bed. Yeah, but you're probably hoofing it around the country in a minute, aren't you? Well, yeah, I got. I only got back from Sheffield yesterday, and I'm going well, to go. Exeter today. Bloody hell! Are you you're not driving, are you? No, my support axe is driving. Okay, Exeter's really far away. I know. Did you know that? Yeah, this is my second time going. Okay. Oh God, Sheffield and Exeter on the bounce. That sounds like a fuck up. Some might say it is. <laughs> Some people might say, did you think this through, Jen? And I would say, no. 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 Um, no. There's lots to... We can take it more aggressively than that, but... <laughs> there's lots to learn. Go back and tell. <laughs> Honestly, I am learning a lot on this uh, tour uh, about myself, actually, more than anything. Well, that's really good, isn't it? That's a really healthy attitude. <laughs> I feel like that was that was laced with sarcasm. No, that was 100% sincere. Because if we're learning, something good is happening, we're, isn't it? We're growing. We're, there's gladness involved. Gladness? That's my new phrase. Where did that come from? I've never heard that Well, I, I got fed up with gratitude, so I flipped it. It's gladness now. Gladness doesn't... Is, that sounds, uh, I don't know, grammatically wrong. Well, no, it works. Can you not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. It's too early for this. <laughs> Can you not defecate on my gladness? It's, not de it's, it's actually not defecating. It's definitely not defecating. Uh, it was um, just a, a mild um, question. Yeah. That has now descended into me pulling my trousers down and shitting. <laughs> Curling one out. Curling one out. On my positivity. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take that gladness. I'm going to embrace it. It's really hard to feel gladness when you've just been to Sheffield and you're going to Exeter. But I... Yeah, but you... Sorry, I cut you off. You're learning. That's what we were saying. Yes. You're learning. That... Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So I forgot what I was... Uh, what the positive part You forgot to be was. positive. Go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So the learning part is don't do that again. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. So how are you going to spend your travel time? This is a thing that a touring person has to be mindful of. Do you do you, do you have quietness? Do you talk? Do you listen to podcasts, music? What? Well, I go with my um, support, uh, Ingrid, who is brilliant. Yeah. She's a brilliant comedian. She is brilliant. Um, I saw her when I saw your show in uh, Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah, she's fantastic. So she'll drive, and we will do probably an hour, hour and a half chat max. Right. You have clear boundaries, do you? No, we just sort of kind of go. We sort of peter out. Fizzle out. Yeah, we might do even up to two hours. And then it will start to go, oh, well, we've, and then we'll slip into, we'll slip into, into a coma. Hopefully not Ingrid, she's driving. No, um, that But then bad. we will slip into uh, silence. Which is silent. Yeah, I'm absolutely, people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, is that not okay? She was like, they're like, don't you try to keep. Fill it with content. Well, well what, con- I've run out of content. I, I get. I, Podcast. I got, we're not recording it. So there's no reason to keep talking. I will eventually stop talking, Kerry. And 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 most people that spend a lot of time with me, frankly, are are grateful. They're like, oh, she's <laughs> she's actually wound down now. She remember those like that Duracell bunny. She's like, oh, she's got the symbols. Yeah. Bah, 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 and she stopped talking. Stop. And it, and that people. No, I mean listen to podcasts in a car. Oh, that we've got no means to do that in her car. There's no way to do it. What? No, I would love to listen to a podcast, but we can't. Because her car doesn't connect to anything, you can't. It's it's not. Okay. It's not I mean, on. this is resolvable, babe. You can put it with an uh, an external speaker and take a little speaker with you. And I you can't be in her car with an external speaker. That's psychotic. I did do it once, actually. <laughs> I did it once, and it felt weird. And it felt weird. It's not psychotic, but that's just a footnote. Go on. I did do it once, and it felt kind of odd to be there with a. Uh, do you mind if I? Yeah, stick- but you can get over that hump. Once you've done something twice, it's not odd anymore, is it? I mean, that's applicable to so many things. Odd initially, then not odd. Yeah. I also have I also have very specific podcast tastes with most people are like, really? So, oh, really? Yeah. Like what? Well, I just want to listen to current affairs stuff. And people are like, you got right. anything a little bit upbeat? And I'm like, I don't want yes. upbeat from a podcast. Yes. And then, of course, I do have a cutoff point and then I listen yeah. to true crime. So it's the usual ah, kind of... You like to keep it light. I keep it light. I keep it light. Yeah. So every now I and again, you. I will listen to like... Um, I do like to... I listen to Sarah Barron and Jeff Lloyd's podcast about films on TV that they've been watching. So it's all about okay. what have you been watching? And I'm like, oh, I like that because I... You love a bit of that, don't you? Yeah. You're good at that. You're good at uh, what have you been watching? Yeah, I like to. I just finished the Mayor of East Town. Finally. Oh my God! I watched I'm that so about behind. two years ago. I know. No, I remember fact, you telling me to watch it. I watched it. that during lockdown. That's three years ago. I know. I know. I'm really behind, but I feel that I've I've achieved something, and I loved it, and it was brilliant, and it deserved all the praise. Uh, oh God, this wasn't recording. It's back recording now. Sorry, Joel. Shit, that might be problematic. Um, oh, anyway. my God. Kerry Godleyman. That is yeah. absolute classic from you. Love what? it. Not recording. What? That one, none of that was recording. I don't know if it was, but you've got it on the on the main mastership, haven't you? <laughs> the main mastership. Anyway, Mayor of Easttown, wasn't it brilliant? I loved it. Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. What an absolute... Uh, banger of it's good that we're plugging right on the button you know straight hot off the press tv here oh god 
keep up to date, Kerry, for the love of God. What? What? When are you on the? On, on have the... you heard of Friends? <laughs> Actually, we've been watching loads of Friends, of course, because Matthew Perry died, and uh, it. Uh, I know this is really covered, but it's quite tough to watch actually oh is it uh it's not aged well oh has i haven't watched it in years so i've got no idea i Apart loved it clips, when i was young oh i did as well if people are of like course. there are people that i read some really snarky uh review or article somewhere it's probably the guardian mm. and it was something like there are people that liked friends and then there are people that didn't like friends oh, i was shit. one of the people that didn't like friends and oh, i knew God. i was a better person because of it yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh Go fuck off. <laughs> Do, I hate those Everybody sort of articles. Friends. It's like, you liked it. What about that one when, what about that one where Joey came in wearing all of Chandler's clothes? That was hilarious. Don't tell me you didn't laugh at that. I know, I did. I, I loved it. Uh, but now re-watching it in, in 2023, what year is it? 23. It is. It's, um, there's a lot, there's, there's quite a few problems. I mean, it's slightly problematic that they're in New York and there's not a single black person in the entire oh. city. Uh, no gay people. And they make fun of... Uh, fat people. Yeah, no, there's no gay people, fat people. They make fun of ugly people, different people, all the different people. All the different people, <laughs> get it, yeah. There's a lot of othering mm, yeah. in Friends. Yes, I mean, you're right, that great. hasn't dated particularly well. But could it be any funnier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I pretend it's 1995... Yeah, you we know. can all get behind it. What about that one where Jennifer Aniston's... <laughs> Look how happy you are. And she's and, and Ross has got that, this hat on and she doesn't like the hat. And she's like, yeah. oh, why don't you just... And she's just put, touching the top of her hat going, could you just like maybe lift it? And then she, he's like, what, like this? And then she lifts he lifts it a bit higher and higher until it's off his head. And then she goes, yeah, perfect. That's genius. Absolutely. Just the comic timing of it. Yeah, no, they were brilliant comedians. Are we allowed to talk about this death that you told me about the other day, or is that bad? Um, well, how much detail do you want? I mean, I... I... It's up to you, because it's your therapy time, isn't it? So how do you want to spend... Okay, all right, this is my therapy time. Let's really get into it. So it's such a weird thing. I mean, and, and this is... I mean, I don't know how interesting this is for other people to hear about what co comedians think and don't think. They love hearing about death. Every time you do an interview, a journalist will go, tell us about, tell us about your worst death. Tell us about your worst gig ever. <laughs> That's all they ever want to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be funny. Best heckle. When were you, when were you totally best despairing? Yeah. When were you yeah. destroyed? When were you publicly <laughs> humiliated? Let's, Let's really analyse the worst experience you've ever had. Um, Go on. Well, I mean, this wasn't the worst by any stretch. I mean, I've had... <laughs> Let's be honest. That's uh, a whole other podcast. I, mean, that's a whole, I could spend hours talking to you about my worst deaths. But there's a, there's a weird thing at the moment when yeah. if you're on tour... Yeah. You are um not not doing twenties. Well, one, you're not doing twenties, so there's that. So you're not um yeah. you're not twenties a very different rhythm. So I'm coming from that place where there is there there's a heavy amount of delusion about how good I am as a stand-up comedian. I, I think I'm pretty good as a stand-up comedian. I've arrived and uh at this gig to do yeah. my twenty, and I can hear the compare is on stage and he's doing, you know. He's doing well. He's not. He's not killing it by any stretch of the imagination. But that. But then that rarely happens at the start of a show, and they're quite sort of a little bit reticent. And he's doing crowd work, but he's only doing crowd work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is fatal. And I thought, oh, now you will do a little bit of material before I come on, won't you? You will, oh dear. won't you? And I thought I was waiting, going, please do a little bit of material. 
before I come on. Oh, I know those feelings. And uh, I, and he didn't. And 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 that was my first, my first. That was the first red flag. And I went, mm. I was backstage going, this. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go in a bit gently. I can't just yep. smash him with a bit of material straight away. So I go in and I do a little bit of chit-chat at the top. Absolutely nothing. I think, oh, that was actually an error. I shouldn't have done any chit-chat at the top. Should have gone straight into a bit of material. So I go straight into a bit of material. How, where are you on the bill? Are you opening? I'm opening, yeah. Okay. I'm on first. Yeah. And on. there is um, my first joke. And, 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 it, and it's received as if I've given them some information. <laughs> And so they've taken the information and they've gone, yeah, that's, tell us more. And I'm like, no, no, that was actually, okay. That's the joke. That, that was a punch. Okay, fine. No, don't worry. I've got another <laughs> one. <laughs> don't worry. I've got loads of these. You hang on a minute. Here comes another one. So I went, okay. So um, anyway, and then I go into the next uh, material. You know what my stuff's like as well? I'm not, I don't tell puns. I'm not like, don't worry, I've got another, I can, I can bang another 36 jokes out in the next minute. All of my stuff takes a minute to get to the punchline. So I go into another bit, I arrive, <laughs> I arrive with the punchline, Kerry, and they, again, accept it as information, go, yes, yes, we've, we've understand what you're saying, please, what's the next bit? And I'm like, oh my God, they're not, what's wrong with them? They don't think I'm funny, but those gigs, if like you had been backstage, yeah. I would have been able to feel fine about it. You would not have enjoyed my death, but there would have been, it would have been amusing. We've got comedy out of it. We've got comedy out of it. Exactly. We've like, we had a good time. <laughs> because then I would have got off and gone, good luck with that. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been I, top, yeah. top fun. Anyway, who are we talking to? Oh my God, Sarah Kendall. Oh my God, I mean, Sarah Kendall, is, what an interesting. This is what, oh my God, I love Sarah. This was one of my absolute favourites. Basically, I didn't feel like we were doing a podcast, it was just to catch up with an old mate. I know, and at points I did have to remind you that we were in fact doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're really nice, they're very nice. Oh, let me try yours on. Yeah. But they're just for reading. This is all the podcasters, okay. just people trying on each other's glasses. Right, let me try these on. What do you think? Yeah, good. Why don't we just do a picture of that? Mm. You. Hey, sorry, that someone's, a, someone's in a strop. Wasn't meant to be like that. Fucking wasn't meant to be like that. You having such a lovely I'm calm I'm really time. sorry. That wasn't intended. I'd love it if the whole pane of glass just <laughs> smashed. <laughs> Carrie's in a mood. I'm really Welcome sorry about that. I didn't oh, by the way, I sent too many pictures and I thought you can just play roulette. That's what I did. So last right, week someone okay. didn't turn up and I did exactly. Should yeah. we get this? Um, too many pictures. Should we get this show on the road? Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jen. Hi. Hi. We've covered is this the start? <laughs> this is how we start. Yeah, we've talked about our favourite things. Yeah. We've griped and gossiped. Oh, we've slagged I've, everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've complimented your jumper. Yes. There's t we've got about 12 minutes left to record this podcast. Did you record all the talk about her glasses? Because that was solid gold. It took, and then it was 45 five minutes as well yeah. yeah well we've covered all that and well, now uh, well, none of that was recorded <laughs> is there an accompanying picture for this podcast so the listener will see the sunglasses the sunglasses glasses, Your glasses. glasses. we can make we that can work. make that i think we should just for context yeah yeah because yeah. they are great glasses also they weren't cheap so we they really need to get i gotta get does that make, out, does that make yeah. it a tax deduction <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
let's look at the first picture mm. we have here. Yes. Talk to us about <laughs> it's this black picture. and white, so is it oldie times? <laughs> it is the it's oldie, the oldie it times. It is the old times. It was. Do you know what? That is one of the. I remember that photo being taken. I remember being in the art room at lunchtime. I was in year nine. I was fifteen, and I don't know why, but I remembered as the picture was taken. I remember thinking, this will probably feel like a long time ago one day. Do you, do you, do you remember being in photos and thinking, I'm going to, I want to remember, I'm going to look back at this and remember this. I remember that in like 1980 and I was like, it's 1980. One day, it won't be 1980. It's Kerry's decade. And I look back and I'll go, I was alive in 1980. When you were seven. Yeah. 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 The golden years. But I do know what you mean. Yeah, I, know I remember moments. being in that picture as it was taken. Yeah, and that is yeah. a rare thing because often when we're asking people, do you remember this picture being mm. taken? Most people, Most don't, people really. don't remember it. So that yeah. is a kind of yeah. captured the moment. Yeah. This has got a real home and away vibe. Talk to us about what's happening in this photo. So who are you? Who have you got your arms around? Well, that was my, uh, my, my best friend, Claire, um, and her boyfriend, Richard. I love Richard. Are you the third wheel in this picture? Absolutely. (laughs) As as I have been my entire adult life. It's me sort of in the background with a sort of cross-eyed grin. Am I in shot? Everyone, am I in it? Do you want to be alone? No, yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that you're in the back. You've got your arm around both of them. Yeah. He's got his arms around her and you're just there going yeah. in the background. I'm not wanted. Braces. Yeah, no one wants me in that. No one wants me there. They, prob- <laughs> they probably wanted to fuck. And it's like, oh, God, Sarah's here. Sarah's here. Sarah wants to be in the picture. Um, have no. you got braces? I did have braces. Yeah, you've got I the slight vibe of, um, is it in Finding Nemo, the girl that taps on the... That's exactly, that yeah. shakes the fish to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The niece. That's the vibe you're going for there. Yeah, I think somebody pointed out, If you, I know this is a really long bow to draw, but if anyone remembers the movie Sixteen Candles, yep. yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, and he was in love with Molly Ringwald, Molly Ringwald and he yeah. had a, f- a mouthful of, and I look a lot like him. <laughs> and I think that was my vibe for that Pretty much high school. I was very much the, the, the that was Anthony Michael There are a lot Hall. of archetypes in those old John Hughes. Films. And I'm the one with the braces who's not wanted. <laughs> That's the, that, that was my genre. <laughs> are you still in touch with either of these two now? Uh, Claire, still very still much. Solid yeah, 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 yeah. And she was, I, the reason I sort of, I found that was at my parents' house, that, that picture. And I just sort of, I remember, like I, I was quite unhappy when I went to, to this school and I was quite on the outer and mm. she was very much. On the inner. Yeah, she was like the cool. Yeah, and it always felt so unlikely that 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 we would become friends, and we did become friends. And my uh, my high school life just improved immeasurably. That's what good friendship can do. That's and it can. And I I've sort of seen that with my teenage daughter uh. when they get a friendship where they get each other yeah. and it just puts the wind in your sails. Yeah, you it feel totally invisible. Does. Yeah, and yeah. Also, yeah, but also you feel like you belong yeah. because the biggest, the hardest part about being an adolescent is, I don't know if all adolescents feel like this, but I totally felt like, who am I? I didn't have a tribe. You know when you saw yeah. gangs of girls and they'd yeah, be in these yeah. big groups and they'd hang yeah. out and they'd be like, yeah. I wish... I mean, no I, one's I, having fact, a good time in those gangs. I know that everyone's been bullied, mm. but I never found, I never had a group, but I I just needed like one, need one person. Right. Do you know what I mean? You and only that, need one. And yeah. then that made me feel like, okay, I belong at school. I've got, yeah. I've got a, like a, 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 yeah. do you know what I mean? Like a lifeline, like an anchor. Yeah. And she was so, and is so funny, like the funniest fucking person every the time oh the humor always never everything. do comedy don't isn't it? well i th- i think it might have been Stuart lee who uh, i think it was i'm going to attribute this to him but it might not have been him who said that 
most stand-up comedians were best friends with the funniest person because we kind of watched. Yeah. Because the funny person just instinctively does yeah. it. Yeah, and then when you make them laugh, there's no buzz like it. And right, you're chasing right, right. it for yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah. your life. But you're also going, I can figure out the science of this. Yeah. The funny person is instinctively being funny, but mm. c- comedians have to be quite... We're strategic. strategic. Yeah, yeah. So... I felt like, um, so she was so funny and, and she's still an in, incredibly funny person, but I think I was kind of watching and studying a little bit because there, there is, there, there are so many things that, that she did that I still think about and I go, God, that was such a stand up comedian thing for her to have done. <laughs> you know, the way like what? she, okay. So she was really self-effacing and that's a really like I think stand-ups, you know, unless you're the high-status Jimmy Carr, I think yeah. most of us yeah, that's play the, the self. That's the our way yeah. in. Unless you're going to play that kind of far more, you know. But even then, yeah. you can be quite high-status, but then that whole self-effacing thing yeah. will allow you. Yeah, to but my skirt, my skirt stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she would, she would sort of come into a social situation with just a. Fu- it, was like, it was like stand-up. She would sort of go oh, you won't believe what just happened to me. And then she'd just tell a really funny story that was really self-effacing, made her look like you know, a bit of a clown, get a really solid laugh, and she was off for the day. She's like, <laughs> she opens strong, and you can do what you want after the first five. You just got to get him in the first five. Yeah, you've got to build trust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to know you're funny. And I was like, and I'd sort of watch her being so fucking hilarious, and, and I, I just wanted to be her friend. And I think I quite strategically was like, I'm going to be her friend. Really? I, I want to be her friend. How did you do it? I think I made her laugh, but in a way that I didn't understand. Like, and this is another... By, like, this by is picture a clue about how you did it. <laughs> you, you basically headlocked her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I attached myself to her. I did. I, I sort of attached myself to her. Yeah, that doesn't it. work, does it? When people attach themselves to you, that's often like, oh, I've got to shake this one yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, no. Here's, Here's the thing, though. Like, and, and this is another reason why she had such an impact on me. Um, God, there's so weird the things you remember, but like, I remember her once saying to me, you're, you're so intense. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the anecdote. That was the end of the story. (laughs) And And I immediately was like embarrassed. I went, oh, sorry. And she went, no, no, no. It's, it's actually really funny. And I think I kind of went, oh, that's my, that, that sort of is my funny thing that like, I, I, I'm a bit too much. Like, I think yeah. I, I can be too much. But I think that's sort of what I parlayed into my comedy, kind of going, all right, that's the kind of person I am. I need to figure that out on stage. But to have permission to be too much yeah. by a very brilliant person at such a young age yeah. is is great fortune on I know, think similarly so. I too. Is, yeah. Because being too much is actually just code for being a human being. Right. And young girls are... We're going through a lot. Like, a lot. as our young boys as well. We are. Young girls. Young girls like us. Yes. We're okay. going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say it's not even gendered. <laughs> Humans are going through a lot, right? Yeah. So there's... Yeah. there's but ironically, feelings. we actually are. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Being, yeah. Per, given, being given permission to be intense mm. is so fucking liberating. And I, I think a lot of other people at school found me too much. I think that's why I wasn't especially But popular. everybody's pretending to be too little. 
That's yeah, the nature yeah. of growing up. Everyone's think, yeah. pretending to be like, cool. not bothered. Yeah. Not bothered. Yeah. Super cool. Don't care, actually. Yeah. Of course they fucking care. They're no, human they beings. care too much. And, 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 and the, the thing is about being a teenager is to pretend that you're not a people pleaser by utterly trying to please everybody all of the time. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. all you're doing. But Elsie went, like, so my daughter went to a party. She's 16, so yeah, yeah. The, the key age we're talking about. Yeah. And she went to a party and she came back and she went, it was a bit dead. And I was like, I, how can I communicate to you that you are a participant in the career? <laughs> that's like, what I'd say. Yeah. We all did it. You go to a party and you expect yeah. there to be an atmosphere yeah. that you don't realise you're contributing to. So everybody goes and goes, it's dead, it's dead, shit, it's dead, let's go. Yeah. And then you all go home and you're on your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, so it's like, you're, so we all... All the human condition, you make the party. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. and you just need to find your people. I think I I, I kind of knew I was too much and I, I, I would frequently make a bit of a dick of myself by being a bit too intense in the situation. And, uh, and I wasn't especially popular, but I think Claire just found it really funny how intense, uh, like... You know, and I'd go on, you know, big kind of, don't do drugs. They're, like, really bad for you. I had a go at people about it. And I'd be like, marijuana's going to make you insane. <laughs> and Claire would be in stitches just going, this person is the funniest fucking yeah, yeah. weirdo. You'd found your comedy voice early doors. Fucking yeah. But she was like, no, it's great. Yeah, like, yeah. it's really funny. And, yes. And it was kind of welcome. And because you dug her, then that's legitimate. Yeah, and she was, she was like the yin to my yang. She was so kind of, she could just throw it all away and just be kind of funny and, it, and nothing hurt her. I mean, it, it, you know, it turned out, you know, as we got older, it's like, oh, you were you were masking your own. You had personal yeah, yeah. problems as well, and you were masking really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I was like, I didn't mask anything. I, I just, I, I was you know, just something so nice about that because everyone. Not only a teenager though. It, no, but, yeah. but, but but for but for her there was you yeah, know because yeah, then you yeah. you're with somebody and you understand who they are and where you stand with them and there's something really refreshing about that even that, mm. like, as adults I'm really mm. drawn to people where I'm like oh, I don't want to have to fi- figure out who the fuck you are oh no right. games. I can't be bothered I mean that's the thing it's all games when you're a kid you're like oh, I play this game it's like every mm. human is a Rubik's Cube and you're like am I going to so join in or and how do I contort <laughs> how do I contort myself <laughs> into the right position algorithm? I will knock the corners off to make it work for you and yeah. when you find someone where you don't yeah, have to. It's just it's but then, wonderful. Yeah. But it's also, wonderful it's very thing. divisive, isn't it? Because like, because you don't have, there's no sides to you, and it's like, do you like this? Yeah. Either people go yes or no. Yeah. yeah. I think I was a little bit annoying as I got a bit older into my teenage years, where I, I was a bit too performative. Performative, and yeah. then when I started performing, it mm. cured me completely. Yeah. I could I could go into a room and not be painful. S- same. Yeah. I, can't, I cannot even if, in fact if I think back to who I was in my teens and 20s that oh. actually makes my teeth itch. oh it's awful <laughs> like jumping on tables and going hey everyone <laughs> everyone look at me I'm going to do something funny yeah. and then someone yeah. at the back's like just book an open mic yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. get yeah. this out of your system exactly where did you grow up? Uh, Newcastle Australia right Newcastle oh, Australia Newcastle that's got a definite do you know it? I've been to Newcastle, yeah. yeah. I don't. I've Why? You were driving yet. through to somewhere nicer. Is that, uh, it's always people. Yes, I think I was. I also had a friend, or I'd met someone on the road that lived in Newcastle, and okay. I. So that's why we stopped off there just for like twenty-four hours. So yeah. it's a small town. It's a city. What is it? It's a beach town. It is, but it's sprawling suburbia. It's not okay. what you'd call a. Is it like Muriel's wedding kind of? Like? Yes, it's in Pauper yeah. Spit. It's basically Pauper Spit. Oh, okay. it's not a cool surf. It's becoming a little bit, because no one can afford Sydney anymore. You're getting a lot of people going, actually, we could live a little bit cheaper. And did you always intend to leave? I 
think I always felt that it wasn't going to be enough. It, it was very, it's a fairly quiet, sleepy. And I, I think even towards the end of high school, I already sort of had very vague designs on wanting to do something generically in entertainment. Right. Which you just couldn't, in a small town, there's just no... And you, where did you go then? Sydney University. Uh, so I moved and to Sydney. And that's when you started performing? Yeah, I started uh, when I was uh, 20... 20. I did my Doing first gig. Up. I did my first gig See, at... See, that is young. Yeah, what year, really what year was that? Because I did my first gig at 18. Fucking What? Hell. I didn't know you did that. I did my first no, gig at 28. No, yeah. 21. That's an absolute lie. I did it at 21. Hang on. Let, let, me, let me just get the years right. 1994, 19... My first open mic at university, not in a pub, but I, I, it was at uni and it was 1997. So I was 21. Sorry, I was 21. Yeah. Wow, you were both so young when yeah, you started. Yeah, so it was 1996. But it was like a crash. I mean, it's fucking, it was like the student bar. Yeah. And they had, uh, they had like, uh, on Thursdays, they'd either be like improv or the, a stand-up and stuff like that. And, and you'd already yeah. decided that's what you wanted to do? Not really. I, I'd sort of, I'd tried improv and was fucking abysmal at it. Um, what is it about improv? There's something about, there's either people go, right, improv or stand-up. I don't see many people that do improv that are great at stand-up or no, vice versa. That's true. It's a very different skill set. Isn't it? I think so. Um, but I was, far, I mean. I think I'd be shit. I was so bad. I, w- I was the, like, the textbook definition of what not to do. You know, I would go into a scene and the person would go, um, hello, uh, Dr. Schwartz. And I'd be like, I'm not a doctor, I'm a cat. Oh, like, oh, immediately no. fucking <laughs> ruining. <laughs> there were rules and you Absolutely the ruining everything. The rule is you yeah, say yeah. yes. Yeah, and I said no to everything. It's the yes thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the yes thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a no You're person. A solid no. <laughs> I, I'm, why are you controlling me? I remember that yeah. with like a physical one where someone come on and sort of mime to pick up a stretcher and the other one just walked off. Oh, I love so it. Well, we won't be picking yeah. up the stretcher then. <laughs> yeah. I just find that really funny though. <laughs> like, unfortunately, if you're a disruptor, that's why. But that's exactly what you do when you're a stand-up comedian. You're like, I'm just going to do my own thing, mate. I, I, yeah. I actually think your ideas are shit. Exactly. It's so not a phone, it's a brick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how can you have a phone if we're fish? And sing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's look at the next photo then. Yes. So we, wh- how old are you in this photo? Oh my God. I, I mean, that's another one of those era pictures. It's not so much that it's me and Fiona, but it's... It, it, so that was... I would say that was 2003, so that would have been my third Melbourne festival. Oh, okay. So I was in the... Woohoo! Festival this is go- Why do I keep losing my voice every night? I don't understand! <laughs> you know, like just fucking drinking and smoking till four. Yeah. Getting up at so midday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and kind of going, does anyone have any vocal zones? I, I don't know why I keep losing my voice. And it's like, because you were screaming in a bar on a Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was, it was an it was enormous great, amount of fun. Yeah. And when I look back on it, I'm like, that's one of those tribal things where I'd found my tribe. Yeah. It was just funny people. Yeah, yeah. Wall to wall. There was always somebody who'd be like, yeah, let's go out. Like any given night of the week. I loved it. And you, yeah. didn't, you didn't need, the, I, that's what I loved about Edinburgh mm. is that if I wanted to go out every night, I just, I'd, I'd just go out and yeah. I'd meet someone yeah. and then we'd stay out. And yeah. have an incredibly fun night. I, I had no intention of going out with this six people. These six people, I don't even like, yeah, and we yeah. just had, it was just a really fun, carefree. And I, and I could kind of, I, mean, I was in my you know training wheels as as a, as a stand up, 
But I and just, doing a whole hour, doing doing whole a whole hour every night with a fucking sweating beer on stage, but still getting through the show and learning so much. Like just every night, you're just on that really steep learning curve. So just to go back, mm. so you you tried the improv, the improv didn't, didn't work, didn't work, and then I did stand up and thought, but why? I've, what, I've, how I've did gone, you get there? I've gone through this with my therapist a, a number of times. <laughs> you don't need them anymore. You've got us I've now. got podcasting. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell Biddy. I'm like, mate, I'm sorry, it's cheaper. <laughs> Podcast Just a week is cheaper. Week. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily you. There's many podcasts. There's, yeah. there's, actually, there's a there's um, load you can get on with. But I think there's something really interesting about the psych, like the geography of stand-up and the kind of people who go, I want to do that. So you're on a raised stage... There's a spotlight on you. <laughs> Your voice is amplified. Everyone has to be quiet and listen. <laughs> you get to prepare it. You, you can prepare it for like a month beforehand. So you've learned every single word of each joke that you think might kind of work. But you, everyone has to just be quiet and listen to you. And, <laughs> you and, and, it, and it might go tits or it might go really well. But you are absolutely driving the bus for those five minutes. Mm. And if it... It, as I say, it might fail or it might go great, but either way, this is all yours and no one, no one can interfere with this little space and it's just yours. And I think that there was something about that, that the amplifying of your own voice, you know, I think on every level, you know, literally and metaphorically, mm. you know, amplifying your voice and being heard, there's something that I obviously wasn't finding that elsewhere in my life and yeah. I, I had found this space and my first, my, like my, I can honestly say I was not a natural with stand up. I was like the nervousness that made me feel sick with fear. Uh, I didn't have a great way on stage. I was very stilted. Um, but I felt like I can, I can be heard and I can make this work. I think I can make this work. I did think you, I know how to do this. Did you enjoy stand up as an art? For, like, did you watch? Comedy. Yeah, I loved it. Right. And I loved comedy so much. Like all comedy, the sketch, film, narrative, TV. Like I just, I loved, I loved comedy so much that I thought I want to do something in that area. I don't know what, but just in, yeah. in that kind of pool. Yeah. And then I, 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 I think there was just a, you know, that sort of, that silence that you get when you first get to the microphone and it's quiet and <laughs> you, yeah. you start talking and it's the... It's like a vibration of silence that you don't get anywhere else in your life. And there was something about that that was like a hit of crack cocaine for mm. me. But also as well, this picture like you at the festival, that's mm. all part of it too. Yeah. Like the nights yeah. out, the yeah. being the with people you admire. Yeah. yeah, making, like being in a bar with people you dig and you're yeah. creating stuff that comes into the act. Yeah, and you like I certainly it. found, I had found my people. I was like... And you I want think, to impress them. Yeah, yeah, There's that's a feeling right. of like, yeah, if you yeah, dig yeah. me and I dig you, then yeah. we're all kind of having a yeah. good time. And that's on and off stage. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more, I don't know, a vivid memory of being at festivals is seeing comedians watch comedians. Yeah. Like, from the back, <laughs> yes. you know, and like, there's yeah. that kind of joke about if you're having a bad gig, but the people at the back are enjoying yeah, it because yeah. you're having a private joke. And yeah, yeah. it's just all, it's all part of the cult that we were talking about earlier. I think uh, Seinfeld uh, quite correctly said that when comedians meet each other, it's like two, it's like the same breed of dog. Like we recognize <laughs> each other as the same breed of dog. And I love that. And I felt like that picture, you Catches know. It. Do you still do stand up now? Like, I haven't, no, I stopped. I, I just found, I, I found it really difficult 
with the hours and children and I would need childcare in order to be out working. And also I'm just like, I get to a certain point in the night where I'm like, I'm tired and I need to go to bed. Right. I don't want to be out working. It's just, I can't. Do you miss it? No, not at all. Because that's funny, you know, Sarah, because we did have a conversation less than a year ago and you were ranting about how brilliant it was. Look, I can turn on a dime on most topics. <laughs> um, and you were telling me that it's, isn't it brilliant that we can do this thing and mm, we can go out and yeah, we can... Yeah. But it is, but you can always... The thing is... is you can you change your fucking mind, mate. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I was going to say, Kerry... <laughs> She's really been half a dozen conversations where I can no, say the same I'm to you. I'm finding this really reassuring that you yeah. can say with such total yeah. commitment. That yeah, it's I'm over. a worry. I'm a, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. I know I can just relate to it. Should we? So, which picture are we doing next? Is it? Mm. This can be a very short seg. I mean, to be honest, I just love. I mean, I, I was thinking again when I was thinking about the photo representing an era. <laughs> It's just, you You were so funny that Well, day. I, it feels like I've just engineered a situation where you're going to give me a compliment. But what I think... <laughs> to yeah. be fair, I mean, like, that is exactly... Can we talk about me now? <laughs> yes, we can, Kerry. You were very you funny. Remember, we did you last last week. <laughs> oh, look, it's me! <laughs> oh! Oh, um, but in my defence, yeah. I look so fucking awful, and now because yeah. we're covering it, it's yeah. going to go on the internet. Oh, it was so funny. Um, it was so funny. But I, w- I was so chuffed that I got to have a day on mm. Fraid. I, I, it was brilliant. Again, it was one of those. Oh, this is the only way we get to hang out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you yeah. looked so ridiculous. I know I look yeah, ridiculous, yeah. but you look. Your hair yeah, is yeah. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Your I've hair always, could, yeah. could have its own show. Yeah, I've always had a, 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 a like. There's nothing that I won't do to get a laugh. And like that ha- that haircut ruined my life. It was the ugliest for someone who generally gets complimented on their hair. You have got beautiful hair. You have got amazing hair. I, I, I was Samson. I was like, you have absolutely hobbled me. <laughs> and that's when it was styled. That was as good as it got. I remember you sending me a picture. So yeah. you were like, you sent me a message saying... There's this part, do you want to do it? But mm. you were still in Australia mm. filming and then yeah. you basically just sent a picture of you yeah. in this, with this hair. And I was like, what the fuck is I happening? thought, when I was, because when I watched it, because mm. Chloe and I watched it together, we loved it, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, kind. I was like, that's got to be a wig. Yeah, everyone thought it was a wig. It's got to be a wig. No. And then how long did the... you sit in the chair every day with Oh, that was the other regrettable thing about it. So it's like, <laughs> ah, it's like Crystal Carrington from Dynasty. hour in the chair. Oh, fucking Hour in the morning and an hour after lunch because oh. it would lose its form. <laughs> she just got like, a wig. What have I done? She just got a wig. Wigs don't move the same you way as you, hair. No, I was gonna because I was gonna say I thought it was a wig, yeah. and then as the series went on, I went, "No, that's no, Sam's yeah, hair. That's my hair." <laughs> She's doing a solid She's hour hair. in the chair. Yeah, it was a, a, and it was just a haircut that. Also, I look. You might as well have had prosthetics. You know yeah. those sto- like the people, the bloke in Lord of the Rings that was like, I really regret taking this part because I spent four hours in prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. basically was in that camp. Also, I was in this kind of weird position when I wasn't filming, like if it was the weekend, where if I left it unstyled, I looked mentally unwell. <laughs> like it looked like something had happened How to me. What did you do at the weekend? Did you just put it in a pa- pack? Caps, caps, like caps. just sports cap, like yeah. ponytail with a sports cap. Mm-hmm. And till people go, when are you going to take that? Oh, it was a 10-week shoot. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a That's massive, a long epic time. Yeah. And unstyled, situation. I looked like I lived in a bin. But mm. styled, <laughs> it'd be like, why would you style your hair like that? Like, it was almost weirder to have it styled. 
Yeah, yeah. And growing out that fringe. People talk about growing out fringes. That's a year of growing out. Like that's because that is a really strong set of bangs you've got there. Thanks. It's yeah. such a solid look, Fraid. It was just such mm. a great aesthetic, which is like, what look, I loved. It. You know, we really yeah. gave that a lot of care. When you went back to film, Fraid, is that mm. the longest you've ever been back in Australia since you left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you ever imagine living there again, or is that n- not realistic? I mean, the the harder things get over here, it's just getting yeah. harder and harder every year. It's I like remember when, when I... you were filming, Fraid, mm. and we were in lockdown, mm. and you were like they're getting it really wrong in the UK. Like, I remember you yeah. saying to me, they're fucking it up. Like, they're making a mess. But then Australia was... But then yeah. Australia actually followed in the Had, end. But yeah, that, then, that, yeah. in that moment, you were yeah. like, I'm in the place where yeah. I'm seeing England from a very long distance. But we did royally fuck it up. Yeah. We did. But, but then, I remember yeah. you saying that from there. You were like, with this perspective, I can see. But then I, what I would say to, to question what Sarah then had said was, yeah. the conditions are so different between here and Australia in terms of population density... Uh, like even that as a, a, a and the, the severity of the seasons like my parents during lockdown in Australia still had a pretty nice life they were socially distancing they'd go to the beach in the morning yeah they could still go and do those things whereas our lockdown I, I don't remember having a life no, during no, the lockdown. No. I don't, you know, my parents would FaceTime me from the beach in the morning during their lockdown oh. and I just couldn't believe that that was a, a like, the, the shit, the geography. Because we were in a proper deep lockdown when you went over. Yeah, that was, So you were, yeah. like, liberated. You well, were just yeah. having, a, you were filming and you had the kids with you. And yeah, yeah, but then uh, when we arrived to film, we were put into quarantine for two weeks in a hotel. Like I was I in a hotel room for, for two weeks with my kids. Yeah. Oh, my God, Sarah, that just sounds like hell how old were they then uh six and nine Shut and my up. son has autism so his he was just i mean for him to have arrived in australia which is his favorite place in the world and then be taken to a room like we Fuck. we were we were because the very few flights were coming in we were kind of ushered by military personnel had our temperatures taken had tests done at the airport then the military <laughs> put us onto this like separated like partitions shuttle bus and then we were taken directly to a hotel where we were taken and there were police out the front to make sure people didn't and then we were taken to the the hotel room and just then they just shut the door and it was like we'll bring you three meals a day goodbye oh my god what did you do how big was the room it was a. It was a. It was like a. Um. A, uh. It was like a, a two bedroom uh, service department. Just the three of you. Mm. What did you do all day? I on Amazon I got a trampoline <laughs> that I set up in the corner for the children to bounce on. This oh is crazy. My, uh, my agent sent me uh, like a, a Nintendo uh, thing for the kids to play on because mm-hmm. it was like I. I I'm meant to be, like, we start filming in two weeks. I was going to say as well, you've got the added pressure of yeah. you're there to work. Yeah, I'm meant to be rewriting. And you're show running, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm the show runner, so I'm meant to be doing all the rewrites on this. Oh, my God. And I'm in a hotel room. Oh, with my Sarah, t- I feel really anxious. Yeah, it was really, I, I, I look back on it, and I, even the music I was listening to at the time, I can't listen to it now. Like, wow. if any of the Triggering. songs come on, I'm like, yes, please, fu- yes, just fucking turn that off, please. Wow. Yeah, that was, I think that was. Do the kids talk about it? My daughter loved it. Because it was just like TV and Deliveroo. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like unending. It's a lot to celebrate. An iPad. You want the iPad? Have the iPad. Mm. So yeah. they were on their screens 14 hours a day. Like, well, I don't know what. Like I'd make no, them what bounce. What did you do? I was like, bounce on the train. Put the iPad down. Bounce on the trampoline. <laughs> and then they'd bounce on the trampoline for like three minutes and go, how long do I have to do this? I was like, 
but no, one minute longer. <laughs> and I do it for another minute. I go, okay, you can get back on the iPad now. And how um, did your son cope? Oh, he didn't cope. I mean, it was, I, I kind of thought, I, 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 I'm now at a point now where I'm kind of asking for some kind of clemency from the government to let my son go out for a little bit longer a day. Like I get that we're in a, in a pandemic and I get that we don't know what this disease is and we're losing people. Like I understand all that, but can my son go outside for an hour or something? And I was like, no, he can have 15 minutes in the, like basically a walk around a prison yard. And I was like, I feel like that's even worse than not having anything. Yeah, it was worse because at the end of the 15 You've minutes, go I'd have to go, in. we're going inside now. Worst. And the tantrum, even the nurses were like, because the nurses would come around to do temperature checks and stuff. And they're like, we are writing letters to try to get your son longer, longer. outside. And my parents, like, because I hadn't seen my parents because of the lockdown, I hadn't seen them for a year. They drove just to see us from a balcony. Like they just wanted to be in the car wow. park to see us oh, waving God. from a balcony. The whole it's thing dystopian. feels like a dream now. Yeah. Someone's just entered your house. Ben. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Sarah, let's look at these. We're going to put these two, the last two photos together. Yes. Of your lovely family. So talk to us about these. You've got here, we've got one. I can see a familiar face in this picture. <laughs> That's uh, Nina Conti and her uh, two sons, Arthur and Drummond. Uh, and uh, we've just spent a lot of time together with our families together. And uh, it's just a friendship that means so much to me. She's been, you know, I feel a bit emotional talking about Lean that. Into emotions. Um, do you want me to bring on some tears? Uh, I'm into it, actually. It's one of my kids. Yeah, photograph this. You're rolling. We're rolling. Right. Um, I was so that scene in Tootsie. She's like, must remember this when I need it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, it's, it's been such a, an important friendship for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love her, 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 her sons very, you know, I feel very close with them and, and, uh, as a family and that was just a really, that was, that was during, um, uh, the pandemic where we were allowed to sort of, you know, they, yeah. that you were allowed to see people right. and, and you holiday with them and it's yeah, kind of we like holiday. the kids all get on and yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's so great. Yeah. It's just, you know, you've got those, uh, uh friendships that you're like, I'm really great. They're like family. They are like yeah. family, you know, that's yeah. the, the family. Especially when you're a long way from, from family. Your family. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Been, and you know, I, it's so good that you guys, and, and in some ways, it's not the same. And I don't even know, we don't even need to include this in the podcast, by the way, because mm-hmm. you might not want to talk about it. Sure. Um, but like your relationships are sort of, you know, mirrored in that you've both single parents, yes. you're both bringing up your kids, you're both working comedy. There yeah. is a, you, there's an yeah. understanding of what it's yeah. like. And I know that mm. with you, uh, Nina was really stepped in, didn't she, when you sort of needed somebody yeah. to... to to like help out she's a, she's a solid yeah yeah she's a- yeah yeah she really is and uh i'm very i'm just uh, very grateful for the sort of connection between our families you know it's been yes. a, it's been but you know there, there is you know there's two people have both you know gone through divorce um and work in comedy and you know that there, there are so many uh points of um common ground mm-hmm. in, our, in our friendship but um just a a, a friendship that i'm very grateful for yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's brilliant. And yeah. the picture of you and your son, where are you there? 
Uh, I mean, I, that's in Australia, actually. That looks in his, beautiful. In his happy place. In his happy place. <laughs> in his happy place. He does I, look um, happy. Just to explain why there isn't a picture of me and my daughter separately, uh, the reason why I did a picture of me and my son separately is because I was kind of thinking about those pictures that you sort of go, that really captures... Uh, a moment. A, a, yeah, and uh, just because of my son and his sensory issues, he, he loves uh, long walks in any outdoor kind of, yeah. you know, and so much of the time that I spend with him is in nature doing, whether I want to or not. You know, <laughs> like it's not I'm Let's not, be clear, you're not having a good time. I'm not, but oh, he, he is. He is, and <laughs> it's when he's in his calm space and when he, you can see him smiling in the picture yeah. and he's in a good space. And and that's the precious thing for a parent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when happy. they stop screaming at yeah. you. Yeah. It's really one, it's really precious. It's um, incredible if you can have something with your child that you can both do together mm, and mm. really enjoy together. And he's happy that... Connect. Yeah, and you know, so much of his condition involves anxiety and sensory overload, mm. and those pictures and those moments are sort of like, oh god, it's so nice when everything's just right. It's in the right balance, yeah. and it's broad skies and it's nature, and he's, he's calm, and he's calm, so I'm calm. Yeah. You know, like you do have that 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 sort of umbilical cord. Yeah, whatever they're feeling, you feeling. You know, yeah. when when he's having a, a, a an anxiety meltdown. My anxiety is through the roof. So, you know, when he's calm, I'm calm and I can, you know. Uh, I love that picture of you all because he's at the front and he looks so happy. So and happy. It's really weird. He's like really antisocial and really doesn't care. He doesn't look it in that picture. No, but he loves being in a game. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he, he animals. Yeah, he really identifies them as people in our people in our gang. Yeah. You know, there's mum and there's dad and there's my sister and there's Nina and Drummy and Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, he does. He recognises them as part of the, the kind of extended group. Yeah, yeah. Um so, Do you think as he gets older, he he would put pressure on you to relocate or go back there? Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, mm. my daughter does as well. Really? Um, yeah, she just loves it. She's it's like, great over there, particularly yeah. for you, when you're young. It is great. But you yeah. have a very good career here yeah. and a good life. Also, the reason why they love it so much is because when they're there, they're on holidays. Yeah. They're not. They think there's no school. Yeah. I'm like... If you if we went there, you would have to go to school. <laughs> the reason why you're so happy is because it's, it's just time. a holiday. You're on a holiday. It's like when any of us go on holiday and go, oh, I could live here. It's like it's not that. It's because you're not working. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do feel awful about how we um, take these incredible years, these early years where the world is fresh and all the smells and colours are vibrant and we just go, no, you're going to school. Yeah. And then when we take it out of their routine, they're so happy. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I'm so happy without school. I do feel like school has literally been created so that we can turn up to work and accept really boring things. Definitely. Yeah. It does, just yeah. teaches you People to be bored. People that are specialists in education yeah. Yeah. say that. They're like, school doesn't serve the development of the brain or the mind. It's not no. an educative no. Function. No, it's, it's, it's an institutional you, it's function. It's an institutional function so that when you go and sit in an office, you're like, this feels familiar. I'm yes. bored. Yes, yeah. I don't understand this task, but I'll do it. Yeah, mm, yeah. I'll do it. And, I, and I'll accept being bored because I have been for the last eight years. Yeah. My daughter mm. was, uh, was um, doing, she, she was struggling with calculus and I was and I was like trying to help oh, her with it. Oh, and then oh. I had to do a bunch of YouTube tutorials. So I'm like, I haven't done this in 30 years. Wow, Just well give me done. A, calculus. Give me, that. It was 30 years ago. And I said to her, can I tell you, 
You're going to need to do this for two years and then you won't do it again until your kid's doing it. This is the end of like... Oh, but I mean, now I feel bad because I don't do that. I didn't my... understand it. I no. watched YouTube tutorials I, and went, I, I don't, don't remember I any of this. I barely got a maths yeah. GCSE. I no, I'm I, got, re- I just apologise to my children and say, I can't... I won't well, be. that's where it went. I mean, yeah. the story was slightly <laughs> self-aggrandizing. I didn't yeah, tell you the like, second half Wow. where I was like, oh, that's right. That's like, what bite size is I was going to ask you, what is calculus? Yeah, I don't ask that. Still couldn't answer that from the YouTube tutorial. Well, that actually feels better about it now. (laughs) No, No, I actually realised recently that my... You can teach her joke structure. Oh, I can tell her why the the, uh, final scene of Tootsie, why it works. (laughs) I'll tell you why it works. And what they've done is seeded from pretty much the third scene that... um, that the editor is drinking near the reels and that's why they have to go live. You see, that's why they have to go live. I love your love It's almost unbelievable that they have to go live, but they've very carefully planted that throughout the movie. I love that. Sarah, thank you. Thanks, guys. It's been so fun. It's been so brilliant. So nice. I guess we'll see each other in another 10 years. Have you got a podcast? Can I come on your podcast? I don't have a podcast. Get yourself a podcast. Because it's the only way we're going to see you. Joel's nodding, going, you need a podcast. Yeah, all right. You got it, Joel. All right, I'm in.